0: Welcome to Better by Great Place to Work, the podcast that helps companies become a great place to work for all because it's better for people, better for business, and better for the world. I'm Christopher Tukacic, the Chief Content Officer at Great Place to Work. Each week we meet with great leaders who have helped their companies become better workplaces by focusing on their best asset, their people, who in turn help their organizations become more successful. Support for Better comes from Genentech a global leader in biotech and medicine, and continues to be a longtime winner on Fortune's annual list of the 100 best companies to work for. Welcome to Better by Great Place to Work. We're coming to you from the Great Place to Work for All Summit 2019 in San Francisco. Today, I'm joined by Christian Clare, who is the president of worldwide hotel operations at Four Seasons. Four Seasons has more than 50,000 employees around the world and operates 112 hotels and resorts. Welcome, Christian. Thank you, Chris. One of the really fantastic things that, I mean, I've, no, I've known Four Seasons for a long time. Um, I've worked as a journalist for many years, both at at Travel and Leisure, and I've visited quite a few of your properties. Um, and one of the things that I see every time that I go there is that the attention to detail when it comes to the guest experience. I remember when there was the opening of the Four Seasons in downtown Manhattan about maybe two years ago or so, almost yeah. two years. I was approaching the door just to enter for one of the opening night parties and the doorman knew my name. And the only reason why he, I asked him, I'm like, how did you know my name? He's like, because they gave me your picture and said, <laughs> and I was a journalist working for Travel and Leisure, which is the reason why. But I just loved that, its that you know, that welcome, that attention to detail. It was, it was very special. Yeah. So when you look at the employee experience at Four Seasons, you really understand the way that it's living the for-all mission that Great Place to Work has sort of created the concept
1: of. What makes it a great place to work for all? So for me, it goes back to the origin of Four Seasons. Um, In the very beginning, Mr. Sharp, our founder, decided that we were going to build a company that was basically, uh, he wanted to be recognized as running the best luxury hotel company in the world very simply said he wanted to have the best hotel in every market where we operated. And he early on realized that the way you could achieve this was not through the buildings and the architecture and the design. Of course that was important, but that's expected from a luxury hotel. He realized that the secret sauce, that the uh, unique proposition that we could make Four Seasons truly special was service. And of course service in our business in hospitality is delivered by people and so early on he realized that truly we were going to be a people company and that the most important element of our success was going to be service therefore we were going to create a culture that enables our employee to feel good about uh, being associated with Four Seasons proud of what they do and empowered to go above and beyond to deliver great service to every guest. So that's at the core of what Seasons is about. And early on he also determined that in order for us to be able to do this as one team around the world, we needed one culture, we needed a common language. And that's when he decided that the golden rule was going to be at the core of everything we do and that behavior was extremely important. And so as we bring new employees into the company, when we do, for example, uh, interviews, we focus on behavioral based questions as opposed to technical uh, based questions. So we're less interested in, you know, your previous jobs, although that's important, and we're more interested in, in who you are, because we want to make sure that in our business we can teach pretty much any, any job. But we can't teach behaviors, and we can't teach you you know, how to care. Mm-hmm. And so we hire for attitude, and we train for skill. Mm-hmm. And that's we've done this for the past 57 years. And I think um, that's at the core of why I believe Four Seasons is a great place to work for all. Isidore Sharp, the founder of Four Seasons, wrote
0: a really fantastic book that lays a lot of that out, talking about focusing on the importance of employee and workplace culture. The book came out a few years ago. It's called Four Seasons, the Story of a Business Philosophy. And I encourage our listeners to read it at some point in their life because it's a very inspiring story. So I'm glad you mentioned them. How does Four Seasons uh, recognize its
1: talent and celebrate its people? So we do it in a number of ways. We focus on celebrating in the moment. For us, uh, it's not celebrations and recognition shouldn't take place once a month in a very structured setting you know, in a, in a very kind of programmed way. We like to celebrate on a daily basis. And believe it or not, we celebrate failures too. We celebrate when we try something and it doesn't work because we want our employees to feel encouraged and uh, feel like we applaud them for trying to do something. So in our company, we, we ask every one of our employees to report the good, the bad, and the ugly right and as you can imagine in a hotel as you suggested earlier it's all about the details and your experience as a guest is really uh, it's the result of a multitude of uh, thousands of interactions you have with various employees around the hotel and look as much as we'd like it to be perfect something is always going to be there's always going to be an issue during your stay somewhere what we want is our employees to report this openly sincerely honestly as opposed to hiding it under the carpet and so for us what's important is we're going to make mistakes when we make mistakes we report them so that we can do something about it first of all look after the guest, the client make sure they're okay recover but also so we can learn from it what did we do wrong where did we go wrong what can we do different sometimes it's a process issue sometimes it's a tool training that we require sometimes it's just a lack of confidence And so we go back and we thank the employees for reporting the issue and we work with them on how to deal with it the next time. And believe it or not, we celebrate that. And so there isn't this fear of, you know, oh my gosh, I I made a mistake, you know, and I'm going to try to hide it. I'm going to get fired. Unless it was something that was done purposely or you repeat the same mistake over and over again, which means you don't care. We want to make sure that you feel comfortable and safe to report, again, uh, the great situation as well as when things didn't go as planned. And believe it or not, we hear more about the things that didn't go as planned. Uh, Generally, we hear about the great things that happened through our guests because they tell us, you can't believe what just happened to me. Our employees are not going to brag about this, but they will come and say, you know, they might have, done 99% of their job well that day and then they had one issue and they'll go to their manager and talk about it. That's a recent
0: change that you've made right Uh, in the business about um, trying to encourage more employees to speak up and uh, be, be comfortable talking about what they're doing.
1: Yeah this has been fairly consistent as part of our culture but I think what we've done is we've realized that because empowerment today is at the core of great service. So if you think about how we define great service in our business, in our Mm -hmm. space today, it's about what we call unscripted care. Okay, so it's everything that happens that's outside of a process or training, a procedure. It is those moments where our employees take an opportunity to do something special for someone without being told. That's the piece that we know from our guest is what they value the most, is this unexpected interaction. And so in order to do that as an employee, you have to feel incredibly comfortable. Uh, you have to be proud of what you do. And, and you can't force it. That has to come naturally. And so for us, we, creating that safe space where employees can be themselves, is at the core of our success. And so you're right, we have doubled down on this idea that we want our employees to feel truly comfortable and empowered to do whatever it takes for our guests because they're in the front lines. You know, when you go to a hotel, you don't meet the general manager, you don't meet the senior leadership team. You meet the people that run the hotel that are in the front lines. And so for me, the pyramid at Four Seasons is inversed. And the most important people are the people that you see and you interact with. So
0: I want you to tell me more about what uh, the heart of the house is, the term that you use at Four Seasons. So
1: in the business, it's called the back of the house. We've called it the heart of the house because uh, for us, and it basically it is all the areas in a hotel that you don't see. That the guests don't the see. The guests don't see, as, that you don't mm-hmm. see as a guest. And it includes the kitchen, it includes the offices, it includes the, the storage areas. And those areas to us host our employees when they are when they come to work when they leave you know the employee restaurant the locker rooms and so for us it's not you know the we didn't want to feel like it's you know the back of the business it to, to us it's the heart it's the core it, it, and so we're very extremely proud we are a people company we're extremely proud of the people that make four seasons and so we changed that term uh, in order to ensure that that we that as an employee you feel uh, valued and you feel that this you're part of what's most important to this brand. So that's why we made the change between back to the house and and heart of the house.
0: Mm-hmm. Four Seasons has been on Fortune magazine's list of the hundred best companies to work for every single year, right, for the past twenty-two years. That's right. Yeah, congratulations on Thank that. Thank you so much. It's We're a very, very proud of that. It's a very difficult thing to do just even once. So to have it consistently every single year is quite amazing. This year. You appear at, I'm sorry, I think it's number 80, 89? 89. 89, yeah. One of the, the big issues in the hospitality industry that I keep hearing about as I talk to more executives with uh, some of the larger hotel um, companies is about diversity inclusion, spe- specifically about training their employees for a long career within the company.
1: How are you looking at DNI at Four Seasons? So at the core... Um We are an incredibly diverse company. If you think about 112 hotels, still a small company, but truly global. Um, We have hotels in in every continent. And so I think for us, the inclusion piece is really the most important part. We have the, the diversity. But I think there's many ways that you look at diversity, and especially in our organization, I think, and it's not something that's unique to Four Seasons. Our biggest opportunity, I think, is as we look up, you know, in terms of vertical diversity, and and you look into our executive teams, and how do we better represent the diversity that we have in our throughout our teams around the world at the line employee level? How is that uh, represented in terms of the, the senior leadership of the company? And that's we really where we're focusing our our energy right now. Diversity for us uh, is part of our DNA. And it's what makes a guest experience so rich and so unique. I think where we're most challenged is, believe it or not, diversity of experiences. Because in this company, we value tenure, we value loyalty, we promote from within, which is a wonderful thing. And we're very proud, for example, we are gonna be opening 12 hotels in the next 14 months. And every one of the general managers that have been promoted into those new roles, opening new hotels, are all Four Seasons employees. The average length of tenure of our general manager is over 20 years, which is phenomenal. In, you're, in and you're this. coming up on your 20th year. That's right. Yeah, I, I'm coming up on my 20th. Yeah. And But what comes with that, and the danger here is that we're very aware of, is the fact that you know, we don't have as many opportunities to bring people from other companies to join Four Seasons at a senior level. And so we have to be very aware of the fact that diversity of experience coming from a different background, a different space, a different company, um, is something that is extremely important in enriching as well for us. So uh, recently we've made a shift, we've made a change where we have purposely gone uh, out on a few occasions where it makes sense to bring senior leaders at the hotel level, general managers for example, hotel managers, from other uh, companies, from other industries, and that has helped us with a number of dimensions including gender diversity, Uh, but it also has helped us with uh, a diversity of thinking, thoughts from people who didn't grow up within the company and bring a different perspective. Hmm. So you've been
0: in your role now for how many years? Uh, in this role, three years three as president, years. Uh, worldwide operations. And so, what has been your biggest challenge in that time period? Well, I'll,
1: I'll answer this two ways. Um, the biggest event uh, recently that uh, that I faced in my role in you know tactical uh, events was probably the uh, number of hurricanes that we dealt with in this part of the world between the Caribbean and Florida in the fall of last year. That was unprecedented. We had to evacuate a number of hotels, Nevis, uh, Anguilla. Uh, many of our hotels had very severe damages. To me, what was, it was very intense. We created a, a crisis cell in Toronto to deal with, to support the hotels. Toronto's were headquarters, uh, where headquarters Where the right. headquarters are. What was incredibly rewarding to me was to see how naturally... Every single employee, every single, uh, not only on those hotels, but around the world, was supporting the efforts of those hotels that were being affected. We evacuated entire hotels with employees, families, guests, and the outpour of support was extraordinary. And that to me was uh, incredibly heartwarming and, and a testament to our culture. I would say that professionally, more strategically, To me, the biggest challenge is as we continue to grow, how do we continue to make Four Seasons a company where interpersonal relations and personal communication is at the center of everything we do? So, uh, for example, it's impossible for me today to visit every hotel every year. Um, I just, there's no way we can do this. You know, as when we were smaller, it was much easier. And so the idea is how do you continue to stay in touch with everyone? Because a very powerful part of our companies that at the senior leadership level, the general managers, for example, all know each other. They have very deep connections because of the year they spent together. And we have to continue to encourage that. And so we are finding new ways through technology to stay connected, even if it's not in person but through uh, videocasts and, and, and conference calls and we make the most out of the time that we have to really uh, have this very personal communication as opposed to just memos, emails, so that as we become a, you know, more institutionalized, and I don't really like that word, that we don't lose sight of that human touch, that, that very personal touch within, within our company. And so to, to balance that question
0: about challenge or challenges, what, what do you love most about your job?
1: Uh, I, the people. I, uh, I joined this company in 2000, and uh, you know very early on in my career, I realized that in the space, in the hospitality space, in, in the hotel space, people uh, are uh, you know, the key secret to the success. Um, I, le- I learned that early on as I was. A training. I went to Lausanne Hotel Management School. Before going to school, I had summer jobs and internships. And as I was going through school, I worked with, you know, in different jobs as, as an intern. And I was always really touched by the fact that everybody I worked with in the most simple jobs. It could be as a dishwasher. It could be uh, as a food runner. It could be as a room attendant. Every single one of those persons had an amazing story. You know, they were all a father, a mother... A cousin, a son, they all had an incredible personal story to tell. And I realized early on that the value of a person has nothing to do with their title, their bank account, where they come from. It's all about who they are. And that's what attracted me into the business. And to this day, what makes me the the happiest and, and I'm most proud of is the association I have with the 50,000 employees out there who all have the same goal, which is to make our guests feel special.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Genentech, a biotechnology company dedicated to the rigorous pursuit of science and the discovery and development of breakthrough medicines for people with serious diseases. Recognized as one of Fortune's 100 best companies to work for for more than two decades, Genentech cultivates an environment where scientific innovation thrives and where each person feels valued, included, and able to contribute their best for patients. Learn more at Gene.com. So in those 20, almost 20 years that you've been at Four Seasons, you've worked in as a manager of a number of different properties. At what point in that career, or at least at what point in your time at Four Seasons, did you begin to realize that having a people-first culture was the only way the business was going to thrive
1: again i I think i realized it very early on and uh, i chose to to join four seasons because i felt and realized that this was at the core of the business philosophy of mr sharp and you mentioned the book earlier Um, the book uh, explained this very clearly and so to me remember i i joined four seasons as a Fairly senior level. I was a hotel manager, which is the number two in a hotel, and uh, and quickly became general manager. I chose to join Four Seasons. I went after Four Seasons because I felt that it wasn't just walls on a a you know words on a wall at the employee entrance. You know, our people are you know our most important dimension. That Four Seasons actually lived by that belief, and uh, and I felt that that's what made the company special and that's why I joined the company and I'm very lucky that over the past 20 years I've been able to, uh, to do well and, and I've done well and I've uh, you know, been able to achieve what I have not because of what I've done because, but because of all of the people around me that have helped me achieve those results.
0: Hmm. And what was the best advice you've received on your path up the corporate ladder?
1: So, the best advice I received uh, was uh, one of our former general managers, who uh, was a character, and he said to me, the secret of great hospitality is to make your employees feel like heroes for what they do every day. And his philosophy was to really make sure that every single one of his people felt that they were on a special mission and that they felt recognized every day for what they did. He was very tough on his management team and he was very uh, loving and caring with his line employees. And I thought that was brilliant. You know, and it's, it's uh, the, the idea that your management team is here really at the service of your, your people and not the other way around. Uh, that the pyramid is truly uh, inversed. And, um, and that, to me, was a, was a great advice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think to make somebody feel special for what they do is a gift. And as a leader, if you have that gift, people will follow you.
0: I want to ask you, just because I'm really curious, in your time working as a general manager at different properties, what was the most difficult guest experience you had to deal with, and how did you handle it?
1: <laughs> There's a few. Oh. Oh, one sure, of my I'm favorite sure. one is... Uh, we had a guest who, you know, we, we won't, uh, I can't mention the name, but no, we had a wonderful guest. A who, fairly
0: famous person, fa- I'm assuming. A famous person yeah.
1: who was coming to Washington. This is when I was general manager of Four Seasons Washington. And her husband was being uh, recognized at the time uh, by, President Clinton, uh, by President Obama at the White House. And she came down from New York very last minute, literally with jeans a t-shirt and and a bag and the a very small bag and the only thing the bag had was her dress her jewelry her shoes and her makeup and for some reason it's one of those moments the the bag was you know the doorman put the bag down and you know out of the car she went up to the room he was going to send the bag up to the room and someone with the exact same bag came by
0: and picked up the bag. Wait, this is this is the plot line of What's Up Doc, the movie with Brian O'Neill and Barbara
1: Streisand. I know exactly what you're talking about. This is this is incredible. so so it is exactly the same bag. The person grabs it from the bell cart, puts it in their car and leaves. Okay? They drive away. We have no idea where they're going. So she goes up to the room and she's very relaxed and I you know I welcomed her. She's just an incredible lady. And I said you know, have a wonderful stay. Half an hour later, my concierge calls me and says, there's a problem. We can't find her back. She's really upset. She has to be at the White House, you know, in in the next hour and a half. So I went up to the room, and as you can imagine, she was extremely upset, and and I said, you know what? We're going to make this right. We're going to turn this around. Don't worry. So I took a, a, a driver. We went out. We went to a boutique, we had a dress tailored on her, literally, in half an hour, on her, yeah. as she, you know, she wore it. We had three tailors working on her. At the same time, I went to get, we uh, organized, we have great connections with jewelers in Washington, we brought this incredible jewelry that she could wear that mm-hmm. night. We then had a hairdresser come up to her room, do wow. her hair, do her makeup, to make a long story short, in 90 minutes, she was ready. She was absolutely uh, gorgeous. We had her uh, go to the White House, and of course, she was gonna wear a special piece of jewelry that her husband had picked for her, so that didn't happen. But we really turned this situation into uh, a wonderful outcome, and, and she talked about it for years. There's even, she even mentioned it in a New York Times article, so it's, it well, was a I'm really special. To, do to figure out. It was a truth. really special moment, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: and now I'm assuming that it wasn't because of her fame that she was treated this way that you would have done this for any guest that this is happened uh, of course yeah. no But it, who was going to the White
1: House that's the point we, we would do it even for somebody who uh, frankly we we've uh, you know when you come to our hotels you're in our hands you could be coming for a cup of tea or you could be coming because you're uh, wanna have lunch our nature is to go above and beyond for everyone you know we we do it for our employees frankly the the, the number of stories of employees in need or having had a a situation where uh, general managers, a team, you know, regroups around them, you know, there are thousands of those stories and they're so heartwarming. We don't discriminate between types of guests or or employees. We approach our business the same way with the same sense of uh, pride, pursuit of excellence in every detail of everything we do and an attitude of in genuine care. Um, And I think that's what makes Four Seasons unique.
0: Yeah. One sort of final question, which I did not include on my initial list to you, is that, you know, you have a fairly large percentage of your employees who are millennials. Yes. And knowing that with the fact that so many of the employees, and you've mentioned the 20-year average for your, some of your managers, are those ge- you said general managers? Yes, general managers. So, which means they probably started their careers at Four Seasons and yes. have stayed. Yeah, yeah. So what are you doing now, uh, focusing on training and development for your millennial employees with the idea that they are going to stick around for a long time? Because yes. as we all have heard many people discuss, millennials have sometimes short attention spans and... Pat, our sound engineer, was <laughs> laughing at
1: that yesterday when <laughs> I said it. But uh, how are you keeping them? So this is a great question, and uh, frankly, this is one of the reasons why we have engaged so fully with great places to work. You know, the the risk uh, is that our general manager, who have been with us for many years and have really represent, in our view, the best that the best of the industry, the best general managers in the business that somehow the the fact that they've been with us for so long that their tenure can be a, a challenging in terms of their ability to stay connected with millennials and future generations, that somehow you have a generational gap that you don't evolve you know how you lead, and so you know the reason why we're working uh, one of the reasons why we've we 've really enjoyed our, our partnership with great places to work is to really develop leadership behaviors of the future that ensure that we continue to attract, develop, and retain the best uh, people out there. You know, we're a people brand, and our future relevance and success depends on our ability to recruit into the brand the best people. And so that is a really, really important part of our focus today, Mm -hmm. to think about leadership behaviors where... You know, and you talk about diversity, uh, age diversity is is incredibly important. And so we we need to be as good in the future as we've been in the past in attracting these people. We, We also know that we are starting from a place of strength because of, there are three things that we see that millennials and future generations really care about. One is individuality, the second one is authenticity, and the third one is responsibility. And so I think as a brand, Individuality is something that we've always believed in. Every one of our properties is different. We don't build the same hotels uh, everywhere. We, we use a different architect, designers. We want you to have a sense of place. And so individuality has always been at the core of the brand. And equally, we want every one of our employees to feel that they can be themselves, as opposed to want everyone to kind of fit a certain mold. So the individual piece, I think, has always been part of our core DNA. The responsibility piece, obviously, is about being a responsible citizen and being a brand that stands for something. And I think, again, we have a great story to tell there in terms of how we, our, our business philosophy and the impact we have on uh, the various markets where we have hotels and, and those communities and those people. And then, you know, authenticity to me has is, is always been at the core of everything we do. We talked about unscripted care earlier unscripted care is all about authentic, sincere, genuine service, which is, to me, the difference between good service and great service. I forgot to dive into some of the numbers earlier
0: when I mentioned that Four Seasons has been on Fortune's list of the 100 best companies to work for every year since its inception 22 years ago. The main reason that you have appeared on this list for so long is that when your employees have filled out... Great Place to Work's Trust Index Survey. Most recently, uh, 86% of them have said overall that it's a great place to work. 93% have said that the customers would rate the service we deliver as excellent. 93% have also said, when you join the company, you are made to feel welcome. And then 91% have said that they're proud to tell others that they work there. You've also appeared for the past two years on Great Place to Work's list of the 100 best workplaces for diversity. So that's a perfect segue into my next question, which I wanted to ask you, uh, what is the most difficult experience that an employee of yours or a group of employees of yours were going through, and how did you handle
1: that? So I'm going to answer that a a little bit in a broader context. When we opened our hotel in uh, Punta Mita in Mexico, on the west coast of Mexico. Yeah, near Puerto Vallarta. Near Puerto Vallarta, exactly. I was uh, the general manager there, and um, the hotel was about an hour drive from Puerto Vallarta where most of our people, our employees lived and where we recruited was Puerto Vallarta and so as we developed the hotel we realized that we needed to, you know, they were, the roads are very difficult to get there, a lot of our employees did not have cars and so we early on decided we needed to provide transportation and so we, we bought uh, buses And we would do 24-hour transportation to and from Puerto Vallarta. As a a shuttle system. As a shuttle system. And then we realized that we had buses that didn't have air conditioning. And in the summer, of course, the, the weather is incredibly hot and humid. And so within the year, we upgraded the buses to air conditioning buses. Then we realized early on that people oftentimes, because they were spending so much time in you know coming in and out didn't really have time for always you know grooming and you know, uh, getting ready for work and so we decided that we were going to provide an opportunity for our employees as they were coming in for our people to have a hairdresser to get a haircut to get manicure pedicure we, we created, instead of just having locker rooms, we created real experiences where you could have a shower, but you could also relax in a part of the, almost mm-hmm. like a lounge area. It was almost like being in, in an airport lounge, if you wish. It's almost and, like working at Google. That's right. And, well, it, it, Google is, you know, <laughs> I would say that's uh, aspirational for us. <laughs> yeah. uh, they do an incredible job. But, but yes, it, so the other thing we realized is people couldn't get, couldn't get a meal before they got to work and so we we used to provide lunch and dinner we started providing breakfast lunch and dinner so people could have two meals a day all this is to show that to me caring about our people is not a one-dimensional thing and it takes a different dimension depending of where you are it's situational Uh, you're going to look at it differently if you're in new york in a tented camp in thailand or in Bora Bora the needs are going to be different. And you can't take a central view and a cookie-cutter approach to this. It has to be local and in order to be compelling. So I would say that that would be one example of how we turned challenging situations for our employees into something that was you know, sustainable and really made a difference. As you can imagine, the impact was extremely powerful. I'll leave you one, one last thought, which is, and we don't talk about this a lot because, uh, you know, in general, we, we're, we like to be humble about what we do. And we don't like, we, we think, you know, facts, sure, we speak louder than words. But the other thing we did in that market is we were the first one in Puerto Verde to provide full-time employment to, uh, to our employees. Before, people would get hired before the se- at the beginning of the season. And they would be, so they had a temporary uh, assignment season, mean seasonal? Seasonal. Yeah. And in March and April, at the end of the season, everybody would uh, you know, let go, and then they would get rehired. And so what happens in that cycle is because you don't have full-time employment, you can't get credit. If you don't have credit, you can buy a car, you can buy your own home. And so we came in and we said, look, in order to attract the best, we're going to provide full-time employment. And so one of my most incredible experiences, one day, a few years into the opening of the hotel, the hotel manager comes to me and says, Mr. Claire, we have a problem. The parking lot's too small. And it gave me incredible joy because it meant that we had so many employees that had bought their own cars and started driving into the hotel instead of using pub- the public transportation or the transportation we'd set up, that it was a direct result of a policy that we had adopted, a strategic approach that created incredible loyalty uh, to and resulted in incredible levels of service.
0: OK. And my last final question is probably going to be the hardest one you have to answer. Which of the 112 properties
1: is your favorite? <laughs> It's like picking from I know your kids Sophie's choice exactly. If I had to pick one, and only because you you're you know forcing me to answer this, oh you have to answer. Uh, it. I would you say, can pick a
0: Marriott property if you want to. I
1: would say it would be I, look Marriott's a great brand, uh, and so oh, oh, I'm Oh I know But uh, look, if I had to pick one, I would say Four Seasons, George's saint Paris. Uh, to oh, me. Yeah. George, Saint, which just recently underwent a, re- a renovation, right? That's right. We uh, we've been we've renovated the hotels many times. We continuously continue to upgrade the facilities. Paris is probably one of the most sophisticated environments in terms of you know service, food, every every detail there is. You know the bar is really high, and I think our hotel uh, there is a great example of just an incredible product, spectacular design. The food, uh, you know, uh, was Christian Lescaire, three-star Michelin, yeah. everything. You know, Jeff Latham's flowers. Uh, Jeff Latham is our artistic designer. You just People just walk in to look at the flowers in the hotel. But, you know, at the end of the day, what makes it so unique is the warmth of the service that you receive. Our employees there are so genuine. And in Paris, you know, before the Georges V opened... Palaces were a bit formal, intimidating, and what we decided to do is we were going to have the same level or or even a higher level of product and quality, but we were going to provide service that was friendly, so that we wanted you to feel good when you walked into the hotel, and I think that's made a huge difference, and that's why I would pick it as,
0: as one of my favorites. I've never had an opportunity to stay there, but I've been inside before, and it's a beautiful property. I had the pleasure, um, about two years ago, Christian had come to New York and cooked a meal at Boulou, Daniel Boulou's sort of east side restaurant. And I remember that there was one of the appetizers. I want to say it was sort of like a uh, recreated onion. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Have you had that?
1: I think, it, yes, I think you're talking about the tartatant, the onion tartatant. Yes, the onion tartetan. Yes, yes, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, one amazing. of the best things I've ever had. <laughs> Yeah, unbelievable. And Danielle, by the way, is a wonderful chef. We okay. have a great partnership in Toronto with him as well. Wow. So I've been to the restaurant at the Four Seasons in
0: Toronto too. Wonderful. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you. So thank you so much. This has been fun. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Enjoy Thanks the summit, me, Chris. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to Better by Great Place to Work, the podcast that helps everyone create better workplaces because it's better for people, better for business, and better for the world better is generously sponsored by genentech a global leader in biotech and medicine that ranks among the world's best employers tell us about your great workplace experiences by finding us on social media we can be reached on facebook twitter linkedin and instagram at great to work underscore us also tell your friends about better by great place to work which can be found wherever you download your favorite podcasts